You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. to like the Richardson Civic Center or whatever uh, and the Plano Center. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Love those. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? It was the Boondock Saints guy, Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, yeah. I've seen him several cons now. He actually knows my name. <laughs> I see him at so many cons now. I, I was in the Austin Con Wizard World and he was walking by and I said, hey, Sean. And he actually said, hey, Jeremy, how's it going? And I was with a group of people. Holy they, shit. They were highly impressed. That was that was one of the most fun cons when we they ended up putting this back when we did the po- uh, the web show. And uh, they put us in the same room with the artists. <laughs> and so the entire day we were sitting there like just talking shit to Joe Eisma. And, uh, oh, God, the guy who drew uh, who, he drew fables for a while. I can't remember his name now. Oh. Uh, and we ended up filming oh, yeah. a, a commercial with him later. Yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, but we were like he was coming down. We were started doing the slow clap. And then we started getting louder. We're like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Joe Eisma. Yeah. And we started getting loud. And Sean Patrick Flannery turns his head around the corner. He's like. The hell's going on back there? Yeah, like, there was a party. What's going on? Yeah, and he ended up coming back and taking a look at like the video on the show and stuff. It was that was a neat night. But I'm really excited, especially now with like fan days taking off and kind of becoming so huge. Like, did you see what how much the VIP packages are now? Yeah, four twenty nine. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Remember when we, I just I dropped one hundred and fifty for the VIP package? Yeah, it was like one thirty nine, one forty nine. Yeah, there plus you go. Tax and everything. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> now you've got the 429. Well, the regular three-day pass is what we used to pay for for the original VIPs. They're like 130 now. Yeah, that's that's insane. So, yeah, with the price gouging going on, I don't know what motivated Mark to go ahead and do, like, you know, to redo these shows to bring them back to, like, the smaller smaller scale. But I kind of hope it stays that way for a while. Well, I hope the prices are smaller scale, too. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah, I mean, I dropped 700 at the last con. Oh and I God. waited in line probably 50% of the time I was there just to, like, see somebody for four seconds and then move on. Now, was that in July when Harper was born? Yeah. That was, that's so amazing. Yeah, uh, when uh, it was the weekend that we, that was the weekend Ant-Man came out. Harper was born the day Ant-Man came out. That's true. Uh, and that's when they had Dallas Comic-Con Fan Days. They did a show that, that weekend in July. And <laughs> Jeremy had come into town. This was planned, like, months and months in advance. You were going to come. We were going to hang out. And then Sarah goes into labor the night before you were supposed to come in, or the night you were coming in, yeah. right? And so <laughs> you let me know. You're like, hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm here. Did you meet us at the hospital, or did you just meet me at the apartment? I met you at the apartment first because I didn't know how to get to the hospital. That's right. There you go. So <laughs> so I meet you at the apartment. We get, like, the, the nursery still wasn't ready, and so we got that all done. And uh, then we went back to the hospital. And then Jeremy spent all day Sunday just hanging out playing Fallout Shelter and shit on his phone while we were... Oh, God, that's when Fallout Shelter had just been released. That was the day we were waiting to just leave. They, like, we couldn't fucking leave. Oh, yeah. They are like, oh, we'll have you out of here before noon, and it was like 4 o'clock. We're just still sitting there just starving. (laughs) Uh, So this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Joel is not here, uh, but I've got Jeremy uh, from... I like to say from Austin by way of Tulsa. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Either way, it's a three-hour drive. Uh, to get here, but no, Jeremy came into town to spend some time with us the first time since Harper was born. He uh, came back, spent some time with us, and I asked him to come on the podcast, and I got him prepared. I was like, I need you to watch a movie, because I'm going to have you on the show. 
And uh, and he's like, well, which one? <laughs> I was like, X-Men Origins Wolverine, man. Deadpool's hot right now. We're going to talk about his cinematic origins. And what was your response? Uh, you really going to make me rewatch the shitty Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. And that's what we're talking about today. It's going to be X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, try to get Danny from MVP on with us as well because he's a huge Gambit fan. And this is where Gambit is finally introduced in the film. theatrical re- debut. Played by Tyler Taylor? Taylor Kitsch? Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch from uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, but Danny couldn't make it. He's wrestling. He was also uh, John Carter, was he not? He was John Carter, and the woman who played Silver Fox played Dacia Thoris in oh, John Carter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That is right. It's like those two can't make a movie without each other. Uh, uh, John Carter, way better than this movie, by the way. Have you ever oh, seen John Carter? I, I love John Carter. Oh, I thought so it's great. I, one thing that kind of angers me about it is so many people say, oh, well, it's just another Avatar. Avatar was way better. But I was like, you know. <laughs> Edgar Rice he, Burroughs wrote Yeah, this. he wrote that like 100 <laughs> years ago. And it's based on John Carter more than it, but because Avatar was such a big hit, and then John Carter came afterwards yeah. and kind of ruined the whole thing. I had somebody come up to me after after John Carter came out, and they were like, oh, so it's basically the ripping off Planet Hulk. And I went, bitch. <laughs> Planet Hulk is ripping off John Carter, man. Like, straight up rip. And it's a fun rip. It's a fun book. Have you ever read that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Planet Hulk. For, for the Jeff, have you ever read Planet Hulk? So what happens is it's right before Civil War. It's the way Marvel got Hulk to not be involved in Civil War. Because he would have been it would have been too one sided whatever side yeah. he was on. Uh and so what happened is the, the Illuminati and it, which was a group that's made up of Charles Xavier, Doctor Strange, Black Reed Bolt, Richards. Reed Richards, all the greatest minds Na- in the Marvel. I think Namor too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh they end up putting Bruce Banner in a rocket ship and they had found coordinates for the most peaceful planet that they could find. And so they're, they're like, sorry, Bruce, because they, they, they had fooled him into thinking that they needed him to, like, work on some circuitry or whatever for the ship. They end up launching it, and they're like, they had a record, a record play. Oh, yeah, Tony Stark was part of the, the Illuminati oh, right, as yeah. well. And so it was a recording from Tony Stark and, uh, and Reed Richards saying, like, you know, look, we found a place. It's peaceful. You're too dangerous to be here. So we found a planet. It's peaceful. You're going to love it. Well, Bruce ends up hulking out. And the Hulk starts beating the shit out of the ship, and it fucks up the guidance controls. And he ends up going to the most war-torn, horrible hell-on-earth planet instead, where, just kind of like Superman, his powers are multiplied. Yeah, he kind of ends up just taking over. Yeah. And so he ends up getting, like, captured, and they take him to this arena where he unites all of the gladiators to rebel against those that are in power. And then it, it leads into World War Hulk, where... He he basically accumulates this army and gets all of their the, like all of these fucking battleships, these mm-hmm. spaceships, all these battleships, and he makes a beeline back to Earth because he wants Richards, <laughs> Reed Richards of all of them. Yes. He wanted to pay for it more than any other. Now, unfortunately, I don't remember what happens after that because I didn't read World War Hulk, so I have no idea how that ended up. But dude, Planet Hulk was fun, but it got its roots in uh, in John Carter. Unfortunately, <laughs> this episode isn't about John Carter. We're talking about X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, this this film that, uh, you know, I know I was excited for. Oh, I was tremendously excited yeah. for it. I was like, yes, they're going to show the origin. There's going to be all these mutant characters when they were younger. I mean, yeah. it's just the, the whole him with bone claws. I was so excited for bone claws. What I was excited about was I'm a huge fan of the, uh, of the graphic novel Origin. Oh, yeah. That's Wolverine as a child. It's the, the drama of 
when he was a little boy and he was a sickly little boy. This is the first Marvel had never told this story before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wolverine had never really had an origin. He they we never knew where he came from. In fact, you pointed out when you were in town in July that in the original Frank Miller book, yeah, the four issue miniseries, the four issue miniseries, that he says something like, "Me, I know who I've, I know who my father is, but that's about it." Yeah, he was talking about Mariko, and he goes, "She can trace her lineage back thousands of, you know, hundreds of generations or thousands of years, and yeah. me, I only know who my father is." And it, the reprints of that, they that, took, that, they took out. that out. Yeah, uh, because from that point on, in the X Men, like they made a big deal about Wolverine not knowing anything about his past. And so at one point in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Marvel decided, let's tell this story about Wolverine. And so we we met a little boy named James Howlett and his mm-hmm. family uh, through the eyes. This whole story told through the eyes of Rose, a little girl who's paid to come and, like, take care of James and the rest of the family. And what happens is we find out that there's some shit going on, you know, and that the groundskeeper has been kind of having a thing with, with James's mom. mom. And uh, and the groundskeeper, Mr. Logan, uh, looks a lot like Wolverine. He's got kind of that. And so basically Wolverine is a bastard child. He is not his father's son. Uh, and so uh, so what happens is he's this little boy, sickly little boy who keeps getting like teased and beat up on and stuff. But, he, you know, there's 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 a night when um, Mr. Logan is drunk. He comes into the house and he's trying to take. Uh, James's mother, you know, like, hey, it's time to get out of here. We want what we deserve. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He ends up getting killed. Wait, he kills James's father. Yeah, I mean, they actually redid a lot of that in the movie. In the very beginning of this yeah. movie where, you know, he ends up killing his father and then James runs over to him and you think he's just punching him and then we see, like, a whole bunch of blood on his hands and then there's that big shot of him, like, you know, and he's got the little bone claws coming mm-hmm. out. And that's when Rose, and that's just the first half of the book. Yeah. Because then that's when Rose takes him, and he, they take they go to a mining town where they change their names, and they go to a mining town, and they end up. It's kind of like a they they grow up. They yeah. kind of they have their little like you know for lack of a better term sexual awakening where he kind of starts to discover her, and she's a redhead, and that explains his thing for Jean Grey. Yeah, it explains his fascination of redheads. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Hudson, uh, James Heather Hudson. Hudson. Heather Hudson, yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. And uh, and they end up befriending a guy in this mining town who's a lot like Cyclops. He's, you know, his his attitude and his personality. He takes Logan under his wing, or James under his wing, and takes care of him, and he kind of tries to emulate him. He's He looks up to him, and then he finds out that he has a thing going on with Rose, and that drives him over the edge. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of the story because the book is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Had this movie just been that... It would have been great. It would have been fucking great. Had this movie taken elements of that and then put it together with the like uh, the Weapon X program stuff properly, it also would have been great. Well, I think just visually, the movie with him punching, and that's all you think's happening, and then when he, if he pulled back and then his claws, but they had him pop out before he ran yeah. up to him. Like, he's not freaked out at all that he's got these claws out. He just runs over and starts killing somebody with them immediately. Yeah. He's kind of... And then, like we said, the movie, it's not good. So, I mean, and then <laughs> but like, we, we, we thought it would be great. We have a little boy who's there, who's his brother, who's like, come on, James, we got to go. And they run off. And so right off the bat, it's like, okay, Sabretooth and Wolverine are brothers. Yeah, they're and, half-brothers. And there we go. Now they're they're going into wars. They fight. And honestly, I have to admit, the title sequence of this movie Oh, with was them fucking morphing good. from one war to another yeah. was great. I, I mean, and... and 
at the time in the theater when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this movie's going to be spectacular. It, yeah, I thought so, too. It led you to believe. Like, it had a strong opening with that mm-hmm. origin sequence. Then you had all the wars. And I'm like, that is a really great way to illustrate, like, one, how, how old they are. Yeah. And also how resilient they how, are. How resilient they are, and that you know they are forged in battle, and uh, and I, I dig that. I dig that. You know, we've got these guys who are very close, and that we know that they are going to be at odds at some point in the movie. From there, the movie turns into shit. <laughs> it turns into complete. <laughs> That's putting it bluntly. Shit <laughs> or lightly. Yeah, because then you, we've got this whole bit about how like Logan. Signs on with the with the weapon. It's not even Weapon X at that time, is it? Well, he was going by the name Logan while he was a lumberjack, mm-hmm. which was. I mean, he just picked Logan. I don't know if maybe he remembered it was the groundskeeper's name. And they don't I, explain. I, yeah, any they of never it. explained any of that. No, just all of a sudden his name is Logan. He's a lumberjack. He's living on top of a freaking mountain somewhere <laughs> with a with, with a girl that, with a girl that knows that he's got claws and you know knows that you know. He she's totally, age. totally cool with all this stuff. She's yeah. totally cool with all this stuff, and we don't get any backstory on it. No, not at all. What we do get is like that he had been part of like this top secret like uh, mission force or whatever. Basically, they were trying to get adamantium yeah. from Africa. Yeah, that was the last scene when he quit because they started to destroy. They a were whole killing village. families. Yeah. yeah, and and that's where we're introduced to some of the other characters. We had uh, Blob. Wait, yeah, Blob. Uh, what? Kind of ended kind up of, being Deadpool, Wade Wilson. Yeah, Wade Wilson. And then we had uh, played by it, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Was it Agent X? Um, was, was that the character's name? Oh, um, see, I, I thought like it was super, Maverick because Agent sniper. X. Agent X is what is Wade Wilson as well. Agent it, Zero. Agent, Agent Zero. Zero. That was his name. Uh, and you've also had uh, the guy from Lost in Lord of the Rings who was basically Beak. That was kind yeah. of that was yeah, kind of what his powers were. Powers, and then uh, and Colonel Striker and Sabretooth, along with Logan, and then Will I Am. Oh God, that's right. Will I am uh, John Wraith, who was the teleporter, right? Yeah, that was his deal. Uh, and so they're they're on this mission. They're trying to take out like this this warlord who's got an adamantium, and they end up killing families and stuff. And Logan's like, "No, fuck it, I'm not doing this," and goes off to live his own life. But I I, I do have to interject that the scene with Ryan Reynolds and the swords, and he takes out the guys in the room, and he's cutting bullets with swords in midair. That was a pretty cool scene. I mean. It it's, was. It's, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was visually. It was cool. But it, it, it made would, no sense. It would have been a cool scene <laughs> if it was in any other action movie. Like yeah. it would have been kind of neat. But this is something Deadpool never did. Like, oh, I know. He never deflected. He was. He never deflected he bullets with swords. He would have. Yeah, exactly. He would have just soaked it up. Jeff's like sitting here, like Silent Bob, just like that's motioning he, to shit. But that's why he wore red. Was there ever a time that Deadpool would deflect bullets with his swords and shit? No, no, not deflect. He was cutting them in two and well, he cut one in two. That's true, and killed two guys by splitting it. Yeah, and then like he deflected them. He was a Jedi. Like this, Wade Wilson was a Jedi. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and and so there's there's something about that where it just it comes across so lame because if they could have just aimed for his feet. Like he's just doing, he's just doing this for about five minutes, and you're like, okay, aim for his feet, dude. Aim for his arms. Aim for his head. If you're aiming for his, if you're aiming for his chest, you're not gonna hit it. Or shoot, start shooting the guys in the in the elevator, in the elevator that aren't even moving. Yeah, I mean, they're just standing. <laughs> they were there. just standing there watching. It was, it was a really weird. Uh, a weird, yeah. a really weird. All thing. right, I take it back. I didn't like that scene anymore. No, that's. I, I, I kind of liked <laughs> I'm it. I'm not but trying now, to now, change your now, mind. No, you've you've completely changed my mind. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, we it, we didn't even get like the best of Wade. Like the best of Wade Wilson was in the elevator, where he was like, "Wow, 
you look very nice today. You know, like just <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, shit that like that. But the, that little line at the end where he's like, okay, people are dead. It's like, well, that, that, that falls a little flat as well. Um, so, yeah, Wolverine starts his own life uh, with Silver Fox. Uh, what was her, her actual name? It's I can't remember. She had like a, a real name. And then she's supposed to be representing Silver Fox. While you're checking your phone, I'll, uh, I'll keep on going with the story. Uh, <laughs> Lynn Collins was the actress's name, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, it was it was something. She had another name that she went by as well. Blackfoot? Black. Kyla. 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 Why does it say Blackfoot on it? Uh, I dude, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. All right. This movie's shit. I guess and, and it doesn't the, exist like, anymore <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh so so Isn't he, Blackfoot the the superhero from the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh Wolverine's Native American Blackfoot mutant love interest. Oh, okay. Wow. That seems oh, racist. Blackfoot was her tribe. That's that it. seems okay. racist. <laughs> but he's we we open up and he's a lumberjack and he's got this girlfriend or whatever and they they and they have this really ridiculous story about like this the moon and the moon is named Kue Kuachu. Yeah, Kue Kuachu. Yeah, <laughs> and it's trying to find its love. Kue Kuachu translates into Wolverine. To the Wolverine. Yeah, it, that, that's what it is. Oh my god, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. And he's I, got remember, that old, I remember oh. being in the theater going, "Well, this isn't how he got his name, really." Kuku mm. <laughs> Kuchu got screwed. <laughs> yeah. Like the dumb. Like there are so many groan worthy lines in this movie where you're like, "What?" And the the fact that this movie's directed by Oscar award winning Gavin Hood. Seriously, like this is the movie you made. This is so fucking bad. So Sabretooth ends up getting Silver Fox. Like we we're led to believe that he has killed Silver Fox. Yeah, that he's killed her to draw to Wolverine, get Wolverine out. back out. And so Wolverine gets in a fight with him at a bar and some shit. And, and that's why I say X Men Origins Jimmy Boy because he calls him Jimmy hey, Boy Jimmy throughout boy. the whole. Hey Jimmy Boy! Uh, oh, yeah, another Oscar. I think this. I think Liam Schreiber has won an Academy Award as you know, well. Actually, I liked his take on. His saber tooth was good in this movie. It was just a bad movie. Yeah, but I think any other movie, pretty much done by somebody that actually had a little bit of take on the character that liked them. Uh huh. I think would have turned him into a great saber tooth. And and here's the thing. I feel like the performances weren't horrible in this movie. None yeah. of them were really it's just bad. The story. The story sucks. Yeah. It, it it's incredibly horrible. Like it it's one it was of those so things forced. where you, you sit there and you go, you have got decades of source material to pull from it's already written for you who the fuck adapted this because mm. they should never work in hollywood ever again uh and so wolverine comes out and Sabretooth, you know beats the shit out of him snaps his claws snaps his claws and he's approached by uh by colonel striker uh, played by a much younger man than than brian cox which this takes whoops, sorry takes me back a little bit because they were wanting to get Wolverine's blood for uh-huh. the Deadpool, yeah. basically. Uh, couldn't he have picked up a claw? I'm he, sure it had plenty of red I mean, blood cells uh, in it. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, he snapped Either right that or, or the many pools of blood that are, like, all <laughs> over the place. He impales him. Doesn't he, like, impale him with his, with his, uh, his nails? His talons, so, yeah. So just – and he licks it. <laughs> he beats the living crap out of him. Beats. I mean, at this point, Sabretooth is definitely more of a badass than Wolverine. Yes. So stronger, faster, everything. In the comics, Wolverine was an agent for Department H in Canada, mm-hmm. and he was a spy. And what happened was people were noticing like he would end up getting like fucking horribly injured. Like there was one mission where he went on it, he was supposed to be dead. He got shot to shit. Ended up fucking recovering from that. And so they're like, "Huh. 
this guy might be one of those mutants we've been hearing about. Yeah. And so he ends up getting kidnapped by his own government, and they force him into this Weapon, into X, the Weapon program X program to get the adamantium laced on him. To get the adamantium laced on him, to basically do the experiment on him. Like, they tortured him. They, they tore him apart. They turned him inside out just to see what he could heal up from. That was what was profound and amazing about the Marvel Comics Presents run that was the Weapon X story. Because it was nothing, it was like a story they'd never told before. Yeah. It was so they'd wild. Re- referred to it, but they'd never actually told it. Right. And like so. Like in the Weapon X program, blah, blah, yeah, blah. But, but they never you actually never knew went what into it detail. was. And then when you find out, like, the Frankenstein story mm-hmm. that was Weapon X and what led to Wolverine being found by Heather and James Hudson in Canada, like, this brings a whole new dimension to this character. Yeah, they brought a little bit of that into the movie, but it was just like, not oh, enough. We, we like this little part, we like this little part, let's throw it together. And it then, wasn't. It wasn't. And the right. Hudsons became an old family on a farm. Yes. It was just. It was very odd. It wasn't. And of course, right. they were dead five minutes. And later. I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a much more. There's there's much more uh, powerful poetry to it being that Wolverine was forced into the program, and suffered and then overcame. And you know, while he fought with the bestial state, he ended up. The man ended up winning. You know, he ended up retaining his manhood. Or humanity, rather. Manhood probably isn't the right thing. His humanity. <laughs> uh, in this movie, he's like, I got my ass kicked by my brother, and he killed the woman I love. Put me in your program. Like, he volunteers for it. Yeah. And then when he he gets out of it, they're like, okay, kill him. <laughs> and he's, he's getting loose. Kill and him. Of course, all of a sudden, his senses. I knew he always had a great sense of smell, but his hearing. His hearing. Was that always heightened? All of a sudden, it is when he's in a water. It is tank. When, he's, when he's underwater. When, in, when, by all accounts, he shouldn't have better hearing. He's like, oh, I can hear much better in the water. And another thing, too. He pops out, runs like a madman. And I'm going to say. It's adrenaline based because he weighs like 250, 300 pounds more than he did before right. because he's got all this metal he's in his system. He's got metal like in his body. Like when he sits on the motorcycle later, he damn near breaks the suspension on it. No. <laughs> no, no. And, and the fact that he can swim. <laughs> like he he uh, fugitives his way oh, down, a waterfall, down a waterfall into water. And I'm like, dude, you've got like another extra 200 something pounds of metal in your body. How are you floating? Like how do you swim? But magically – it seems like he's become superhuman with adamantium too, because he all of a sudden he can do spectacular things. Oh, he can do spectacular things. He can vault himself into a helicopter and take out the fucking blades of a helicopter. Uh, walks away from a fight. He he starts fires with his claws against oh, and, uh, concrete. Later on in a scene, in an alley. When uh, Gambit is going up the fire escape, <laughs> oh, well, he's hacking the fire escape down as worst. it's falling down. That is the that is just one piece after that the is other. The fucking Looney Tunes scene <laughs> of this movie, where like I, I get it, you do it once or twice, so it messes up the suspension of that thing and it falls yeah. over. But seriously, no, you are not lying. He's just fucking swiping, and, he, and, it, and, and all of a sudden he's going faster and faster. Yeah, and it's like it's they slowly up. coming down. It, it's. It, this movie's fucking clown and there was shoes. Even the, and there was it's even horrible. there was even the comedic take of Gambit looking down, like, "What the <laughs> hell's going? How is this guy doing this?" So, not only do we have a problem with characters in this movie, but also like just what's going on in the sequence of this film because he goes after he escapes and Weapon X or the Weapon X program or whatever Striker and his guys kill the old the old couple. And they and he blows up Agent Zero, whatever. He's like, yeah. I'm taking this fight to Stryker. Where's his facility? Da 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 da. And uh, and they're like, There's only one guy who'll know. Oh, that's right. Doesn't he go? F- he fights uh, 
uh, Blob. Yeah, he, he fights, step up with Blob. He fights Duke. He fights Duke or whatever, and he's like, "There's a guy in New Orleans named Gambit. He'll be able to tell you." He took everybody, all the guards' money, so they called him Gambit. <laughs> yes. So him. And so John another Wraith, crappy reason for a, a cool name. Yeah. He he and John Wraith ride. They they ride motorcycles to New Orleans. Apparently, from L.A. to New Orleans on motorcycles. Yeah. How, I mean, that's not a very comfortable I ride. I own a motorcycle. <laughs> After four hours, you're you're just you, you got to get off. Of it. There's just no way. But these guys uh, blazing saddled their way uh, over to New Orleans. <laughs> they uh, they meet up with Gambit in the French Quarter in a casino, and uh, and get in a fight. <laughs> Which there's only riverboat gambling in New Orleans. Uh, by no, the way. you're you're wrong, Jeremy, because they went into like a hotel, <laughs> and there's apparently a casino there where Gambit. <laughs> Plays cards and he juggles them around. Uh, and magically juggles cards. Who who wants to play a guy that can magically <laughs> juggle like, cards? Why are we playing you? I don't think I'm. I'm pretty play sure you. you're cheating. Uh, <laughs> so he blows like Logan through like a wall using the card, the charged well, up card. One charged up card, and then they float over his head, and then they start shooting out of his other hand. Like so one he's after the telekinetic other. too, like like, it, like it's a Gatling gun. He does like, He can't do that. That's not <laughs> Gambit's that. power. <laughs> that the people making this movie did not. Uh, <laughs> it's clear. All right. So they get in a fight. He blows Wolverine through a wall, right? And then and then Sabretooth shows up, and like knocks him the fuck out. Like knocks Gambit down. Remember? Didn't that? Well, what he happened? killed. He killed uh, Will I Am's character. Well, he first. killed Will I Am's character first. But John then, but then doesn't he like knock out Gambit? Like Gambit like is there and he's trying to like he's trying to continue the fight with Wolverine. That's true. And, yeah, and Sabretooth like knocks him away or whatever, knocks him out. I think he knocked them both down. Yeah, there you go. And so then Wolverine and, and Sabretooth are fighting. Cut to four blocks over. Gambit's running across the, the rooftops, rooftops. Yeah, and then falls down with his charge. Of, what? When did that happen? Why did it happen? <laughs> because he. It's Gambit. there's two guys. One that he knows Sabretooth helped run the facility. He knows he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's fighting a completely different guy. Why are you interjecting? Let them go after each other. Because Wolverine was just about to decapitate Sabretooth. But we needed this movie to be another hour longer, so... So we had to... uh, And we had to introduce a bunch of other mutants. Dude, they introduced, like, Emma Frost? I guess she's supposed to be Emma Frost? But she's... I've read it's been said that... It's a character named Emma who could, her only power was to turn into diamond, and she was Silver Fox's <laughs> sister. Sister, so it's not Emma Frost, right? But they implied but she that, has that when people started mutation. when people started calling them out on it, they were like, "Oh, well, well, that wasn't actually Emma Frost." How about this? When they took Cyclops <laughs> and basically made him a kid, but if this if the oh, if the, the continuity, continuity yeah. is to be believed between this movie and X and uh, X Men First Class. Then Havoc is older. In the comics, Havoc is Scott Summers' younger brother. Yeah. Why? Why are you fucking this up? Like, aren't there other mutants you could have picked instead of Cyclops? The continuity in the X-Men movies is horrible. It's And it's always been. Yeah. It's always been. I think because, and I think it starts off with the first X-Men movie, with throwing so much into it because they didn't mm-hmm. know if it was going to work or not. And I... Uh, I'm happy it did. Like, that first X-Men movie is so fun. There are oh, a yeah, lot of a problems movie. with it, and Hillary and I have talked about it in a past episode of the mm-hmm. podcast. There are a lot of problems with it, but it's so fun. X2, I love even more. Oh, uh, I, it was uh, United, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's probably, it still stands as one of my favorite superhero movies. Uh, definitely the best, I think, that Fox has put out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, 
then you got into like X Men: The Last Stand, though, where the fucking continuity was all over the place. Like, what is going on? You have characters that are hanging out together that shouldn't be together. Yeah. Uh, and then this movie didn't do it any fucking favors. Where suddenly Cyclops is like a little kid in high school. What but this was fuck? in the '60s. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, when all this was ha- or late '60s. I it think was the late like. '60s. So if that's to be believed, then Cyclops in the X Men movies is what 50 years old. He should have been, yeah. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Like that, that, that can't work. Uh, but getting off of that, they end up finding the facility because Gambit and Wolverine end up becoming buddies or whatever. And, and he they're on flies a little plane in. that he won in a in a card contest. <laughs> yes. And Wolverine, uh, by the way, is terrified of flying, which that was never a thing in the comic no, books that no. I'm aware of. No. Uh, but they did establish that in the first X-Men movie, that he wasn't a big fan of, of flying. That's true. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so I'm okay with that. You stick to the yeah, – at least you're sticking to some kind of continuity mm-hmm. somewhere in this movie, uh, even though it's not the stuff that they should be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, if you're going to keep continuity, at least – you know, I just like to imagine that there's one points. guy working for the studio, and he's like, no, guys, remember? Wolverine's afraid of flying. <laughs> and someone's like, good catch. He's like, I got this in my notes. We want to make sure that this is accurate for the fans. <laughs> Uh, so he drops Wolverine off in this nuclear facility. Three Mile Island. Three Mile Island. Uh, and that's where... And I, I guess we're led to believe that the accident later was the big Three Mile Island accident. accident. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Good good, <laughs> good, good on you. <laughs> the uh, so, so Wolverine gets in there and he starts, uh, he starts laying waste to people and shit. And uh, he gets it. He finds Silver he finds Fox. Striker. He finds Striker. Striker. But he finds it. Silver and he's Fox. talking to, to Striker about stuff. And the Silver Fox walks up behind him. He turns around and it freaks out. Yeah. Because he's like, what? What? Wait. What the fuck? So. <laughs> and there's, there's a little bit. I mean, it was actually a decent scene just for the tension between Silver Fox and Striker because she wants to tell Logan that it was all true. I actually fell in love with you. Mm-hmm. But Stryker's basically going, I've got your sister. Yeah. If you tell him anything but what I want you to tell him, your sister's dead. Exactly. So she has to lie to him, even though you could tell. I mean, Wolverine's got these super senses now. He should have been able to tell that she was distraught. That's but, right. But and then and, and Sabretooth slinking in the background going, <laughs> ooh, what's going on? Like so, he, he wants a piece of Logan so bad. Refresh my memory, though. <laughs> so they're walking out, and they get to the like the jail cells or whatever. Yeah, like so. Now they're on the same side again. What what yeah. what turned him again? What turned him or turned her and let her know? Like, hey, look, no, this is what happened. Well, she's she tells him they've got my sister. You know, I actually did love you. Yada 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 goes on and on, and she's like, you know, can we got to we got to save her? We got to save her. He's been holding her. You know, that's why I had to do everything that I did. And he uh, goes in and he. Well, sees all these mutants in there, and there's Scott Summers. There's a teleporter. There's somebody that can control there's ice. There's always a storm. There's yeah, always there was, like storm was there. I mean, all these people that should not be as old as they are at mm-hmm. that time. And he, you know, pops his claws out and, and runs, runs down <laughs> and cuts all these cells open that all these mutants with miraculous powers can't do. But his claws, you know, can cut these lots. Right. And they go running off, but he goes, "I'm going after Striker. I'm going, you know, uh, he, yeah." He had fought. Uh, Sabretooth at one point uh-huh. in between there too and kind of knocked him out and uh, and so that's when he goes and he tracks down Stryker and that's when he's introduced to because we find out like the reason why he wanted Wolverine was he wanted a sample of him of his blood or whatever so he could add it to this pool of mutant powers yeah. and actually uh, Sabretooth wanted that but they all the tests they ran on him said that he wasn't as resilient yeah 
healing wise as Logan was, and that's why they had to do it on him first because Sabretooth was the one that wanted that adamantium. That's right, because he wanted to be unstoppable. Uh huh. And but instead they gave it to Wade Wilson, aka the Deadpool. The Deadpool because he well, had all this the, dead DNA that they that Sabretooth had killed all these other characters to get right. And this whole thing was like all part of a, a genome or a, yeah, some kind of a splicing project because of Stryker's son. Yeah, the the character that we know from the second X Men movie, who is like controlling yeah, Charles he's the Xavier's one with the mind. chimera eyes. Yeah, uh, and he's basically doing all these experiments because he wants to be able to heal his son. Yeah, uh, and so he fights Deadpool, who I'm still on the fence of whether or not at this point it's still Ryan Reynolds playing him. It wasn't. It was a completely different character. They said for the close ups they used Ryan Reynolds, but uh-huh. all of the body shots from him like running around was a, I can't remember the guy's it was name. Somebody but else. It was some like you know stuntman of some kind. That's so funny. And um, and we we kind of talked about this before the podcast, but the fact that Stryker had to type in commands for him. <laughs> oh yes, he's was just him. ridiculous. You've got all this technology. You don't have a voice activation. Yes, I mean, or a joystick, or just over a loudspeaker <laughs> going. Kill him or something, <laughs> you know. Decapitate. Uh, I mean, he's got to type it in. He's like, he's like, hold on, I gotta type this. <laughs> well, you had pointed out, you're like, he typed out decapitate, and I'm like, dude, with a word like that, I'd have misspelled it like two or three times. Yeah. You'd have seen me like backspacing decap decapa. Before shit. I know it, Deadpool will be walking off to get a decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, uh-huh. I, I, walking off. What are you talking about? He'd have been teleporting. Oh, that's true. And because, using because using his, he can do everything. In this using movie. his eye beams to heat up the cup no dude like seriously wolverine and Sabretooth team up at the end and they even say the words back to back well they did that earlier in the trenches <laughs> that, in world right. war one that's they back true. to back <laughs> we were going so, we we end up so doing a callback another continuity uh, and so they go back to back they're fighting on the rim of a nuclear so reactor would they be the beast with two backs at that point they would yeah. All right, God, that's so uh, yeah. Gross. I went there. I that's went there. So I'm sorry. fucking gross. Couldn't, couldn't help it. it. It was there. It had to be taken. So there's this fight going on <laughs> in between teleporting Deadpool with no mouth and, and Deadpool is literally kicking the crap out of him because they can't keep up with him. Yeah, I mean he's kicking him before they recover from being kicked in the face. They're getting kicked in the back. I mean it was just. But Visually, they, that was a cool scene. It's a cool scene that belonged in a different movie with yeah. different characters. Yeah, but yeah, it belonged in a completely different movie. <laughs> it shouldn't have been this. Fucking a nuclear reactor d- just falls. Like, well, it, this is it when, crumbles. When he decapitates him. <laughs> and his eye beams are still going off and his head's <laughs> flying in a... It just happens to be a perfect yeah. concentric circle. And corkscrews the walls apart yeah. as it's going down the big, you know, nuclear stack. Yeah. Uh, so, oh God, we didn't even. Okay, so then we get to the point where, like, Wolverine's in the wreckage and stuff, the rubble, and uh, and, and Silver Fox shows up, and, and she had been shot. Her. She had been she shot had been because shot. her sister like turned diamond form or whatever and deflected a bullet into her. Yeah, and but she protected the kids. Yeah, and so she's been shot, and Stryker shows up, and he's about to kill Wolverine because Jeremy, the only thing that could kill Wolverine. Is an adamantium oh, bullet. Oh, oh, wait. Before that happened, just right before, Gambit Gambit, sh- Gambit, Gambit shows back up. shaking his head. Gambit shows back up, and Wolverine's like, let's split up and find the kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> find the so kids. they're going off, and Wolverine's talking to her yeah. because she shows up, and she's you know been injured, and all of a sudden he gets shot in the back, and yeah. he turns around, and it's Stryker, and he's got his adamantium you know, forty four Magnum. Uh-huh. And starts, you know, filling, hitting him in the chest, which doesn't do anything. He finally gets a headshot and knocks him out. But 
do you remember in the movie when they reveal this where like there's the scientist and he's got this case and he's like the only thing that can yeah. penetrate an adamantium skull <laughs> is an adamantium, is an adamantium, adamantium bullet. bullet and I'm like I don't understand why how that science works uh-uh. like it's indestructible it's metal indestructible metal hitting indestructible metal it's not it's, <laughs> this isn't going to work it's kind of like Wolverine's claws versus Captain America's shield yeah. and neither one of them wins <laughs> And so, so I guess that's what's supposed to explain his amnesia, that he takes such a horrible blow to the head. And, uh, and so he doesn't remember who Silver Fox is. And Gambit's like, come on, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And then Wolverine looks at me, I don't know you. And he goes, no, I'm your friend. Well, what's my name? And Logan had just looked at his dog tags that said Wolverine on one side, Logan on the other. Yeah. And even though I never saw him, I, I rewound it when I rewatched it. Never. I, I guess you just have to assume that he told him that his name was Logan. Yeah. And he's like, no, your name's Logan, man. You know, let's get out of here, man. <laughs> and then he looks at a girl laying over there, and it's Silver Fox. She's uh-huh. dead at this point. And, and he goes, do like, you know her? And he goes, no, I don't no, know her. No, I don't. And, and, then, and then they walk off into the sunset towards the plane. Yes, they do. <laughs> Not before, though. Silver Fox does this thing where Stryker's about to try oh, to shoot yeah. him again. Oh, yeah. And she's, she's, she's able to control your mind, your thoughts. As long as she's touching you. As long you. as she's touching you. So she's touching his ankle, and she's like, you want to turn around and walk and keep walking. Oh, you walk until your feet bleed and then walk and then keep walking. And then keep walking. And so, like, they take off. And then, like, I think that's credit sequence. And then there's, like, a in the middle of the credit sequence where we catch up with Stryker. Yeah, he's still walking. And he's still walking. And his, his shoes are basically gone. And he's just got bloody feet. And he's, like, miles away. And after the credits... You oh, get, God. No, well, no. after the credits, there's a couple of different scenes that you got depending on what theater you were at or what yeah. cut you got. Uh, I know there was one that was like Wolverine in Japan, and he was taking shots, and that's yeah. basically it. And he's like, one more. And he's in Japan. And yeah, the like, Blu-ray oh, has wow. all of them on it. And then I remember there's the Deadpool one. <laughs> yeah, the Deadpool where the head's sitting there, and you just see the, the hand, the hand crawl crawling over, over and to then grab he opens the... his eyes, and he goes, shh. Yeah, because his mouth somehow now is open. It's now reopened. Yeah. Was there another one? Was there a third one? It's the only two that I know. There was just the two. So, okay, so we've run through this movie. Because when I saw the theatrical release, I got the Deadpool ending. I didn't know about the him doing shots in Tokyo See, when until... We, yeah, we saw I it in the theater. Seen, we got the see, Tokyo ending. Yeah, I saw it uh, when I bought the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. Yes, I do own this on Blu-ray, by the way. <laughs> I bought the box set from uh, Best Buy with the little silver statue of Wolverine. Uh, uh, I think yeah. I still have that, too. Uh <laughs> Okay, so we've gone through this movie. We've gone through what the story of it is. Uh, as far as performances go, I can't come down. I, ta- I said this earlier. I can't really come down on t- too many of the actors because I think they all did a fairly decent job with what they yeah, had. with what they had. I mean, I think Leif Schreiber was a standout. Leif Schreiber I mean, I was thought a he was, standout. I thought if there's a bright, shining spot in this, his portrayal of saber if there's a bright center of the universe you're watching the movie that it's furthest from <laughs> but he his portrayal of Sabretooth i thought was spot on i liked his portrayal much better than the, the than tyler main yeah than the x-men movies do you think that that's something that's a discussion that came up when they were making this movie where they're like well wait a minute we already had a Sabretooth in the first x-men movie yeah i'm i know that um there was some talk about getting him back for this 
But I guess. Um, <laughs> but he's a shitty actor. <laughs> well, um, we didn't want him to be a blight on this amazing piece of cinematic. Well, Hugh history. Jackman and Lee Schreiber like worked out together, yeah. and they were really good friends. And apparently, they did uh, some acting together, some oh, like wow. stage stuff. Okay, I didn't know that. So they they played off of each other really well, and Hugh Jackman pushed to get him. And I guess Leif Schreiber, I mean, he had to put on, I think he put on like 30 or 40 Dude, pounds. Yeah, he, and he, he worked bulked his up. ass off. And I, I read that uh, Ryan Reynolds actually bulked up for the movie because he didn't want to look really puny next to Hugh Jackman. And right. he got in really good shape. <laughs> and, Ryan Reynolds. If anything, if we can think of any positive thing that came from this movie, it's the fact that fans vehemently wanted Deadpool to get his own film to to be able to get a do-over yeah and, and they, they wanted let him, ryan reynolds yeah, do it they wanted him to do it and he he's a major factor behind the fact that they even got made because even when they were making even when they had announced this movie when they announced ryan reynolds was going to be deadpool people were on board with that they were oh, yeah. like this is great casting ryan reynolds will be fantastic and for the most part he was you know again almost all the performances were really good in this movie it's just that what they were given to do was horrible. Now, I want to talk about Gambit for a little bit. <laughs> Taylor Kitsch and his Cajun accent. Um, hmm. He didn't get a... <laughs> the, the, here's the if problem. you can call it that. Here's the problem. Uh, while I don't like the Gambit character, I don't. And someday I really hope to have like an extra episode of the Editing Bay where Danny and I can just kind of sit and civilly discuss Gambit and why I don't like him and... You know, try to like not not try to convince him. I just want to plead my case and have someone logically understand like this is why I don't like Gambit. And it, 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 I know on a previous episode of this podcast, I talked about how like well Gambit got with Rogue, and like as a kid, I always wanted to like grow up and get with Rogue. Okay, <laughs> you were just mad because he got your woman. He got my woman. Uh, but no, there are logical reasons why I don't like Gambit as well. Um, I I, I felt like he was. He he skirted the line a little too much when it came to his his character and his moral makeup. Uh, I don't mind an antihero, but it felt like Gambit's motives changed whenever it was convenient, not for the character, but for the writers. Yeah, it, for and whatever the story needed to go. For whatever the story was. And so because he was never fully, at, at least for me, he was never fully logically fleshed out as a character, I never liked him. As a character. He was a little too one-dimensional. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so if you could point me to a much more three-dimensional, a much more uh, a deep story with Gambit where I got to learn a little bit more about his character, but other than the fact that he's he's smooth and he gets laid and he's really good at playing and cards. he likes Rogue. He likes Rogue. And she like, likes him, if, but she can't touch him, but she likes him. I mean, that, if you could point me to something a little bit deeper than that, then I can totally get on board. Let me let me read it. Let me see if I can if I can change my stance on it. Yes. But if if you want to like a character, like a character. I don't give a a damn who you like. I like some dumb shit, and I use this <laughs> as an example all the time. And it's kind of along the same lines. It's not exactly the same thing. Maybe a little apples and oranges. But I go back to the live action Masters of the Universe movie. I love the fuck out of that movie. It's fucking <laughs> I horrible seen that though. Since it was in the theater, <laughs> I can I can identify that this is a piece of shit movie, and that's kind of why I love it as much as I do because it's so campy and so bad. Uh, but I like it. If you were to come to me and say I like Gambit because he's Cajun and I'm part Cajun, so I identify with that. Awesome. That's yeah. totally cool. You know what? You don't even have to explain it to me. If you like something, like it. 
but I'm going to explain to you that like I don't like something, and I'm going to try to give you some logical reasons as to why. This isn't just directed to Danny, because again, I want to have this discussion. <laughs> no, I, I want to have this. This is just like laughing. He's I want to. I want to have this. I am. <laughs> All right, brother, Danny Saint. This Sunday at the Pontiac Superdome. <laughs> Uh, no, I want to have this this discussion with him someday, so we can kind of you know figure out like what is it? What is it about the character that you like that makes that really identifies with you? I'm totally down with that. He's told me. He's said the words. He's like Gambit's my Wolverine. I can fucking identify with that. That's cool, man. I want to know. But a you want to know why? I want to know. I'd like why to know why. That, yeah. and not that he has to explain it. Not that anyone has to explain it. But I'd love to have that conversation. Wow, what a tangent that was. Uh, but Taylor <laughs> Kitsch as Gambit. I feel like I feel like this movie had to have been for people who are big Gambit fans, big Deadpool fans, big Wolverine fans. Now, granted, your big Wolverine fans already got two really good movies with Wolverine in them. Yeah. Then you had Last Stand, which was, uh, and then this one, one which was, was let's, even let's throw worse. everything we can. At yeah. The, you know. Uh, but then this one was even worse. But. This one also represents those Gambit and Deadpool fans that never got to see their favorite character in a movie yet. This is the debut. And it's shit. Yeah, it's, it's a complete really crap. fucking horrible Both debut characters were done characters. horribly. Uh, the, uh, well, in Blob, I mean, not that there's a lot of Blob fans, but like, you know, Fr- Frank Duke, is that his name? Fred Duke? Fred Duke. Fred Duke. Uh, you know, it, I didn't like the fact that he started off in the movie and he's like this fit guy. And then he became like this fat ass in his boxing. Because Logan. he got depressed. Yeah, and he started eating a lot, and he no, became a blob. No, and that's that's not how it happened. That's not how this character. He was a sideshow freak at a circus. Yes, since he was a little kid, and he controls his mass. Like it's like you cannot, you can't get past. He's this. the immovable object. Yeah. <laughs> and then was it the the immovable object meets the irresistible force? Yeah, that was the Hulk or versus unreli- the blob. Yeah. Um, so the characters are all treated horribly from a plot standpoint. Uh, you know, you're not getting any depth. And the fact that this movie fails at giving you a nice, you know, a nice rich character story that you're almost promised based on the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the first five minutes of that movie I thought were great. There's a couple of things I would have changed, but overall it was so promising. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately, he's a lumberjack, and he's in love with some <laughs> girl. I'm a lumberjack, and, baby. And then, and it's just, it just went, it, it, it was it was swirling the tank. It, it was almost like, in in a sense, it was almost like uh, The Last Stand where you had just said that they tried to throw so much into it. Mm-hmm. In this movie as well, they tried to throw so much into it, all these other mutants. There's no reason why there had to be, like, all these other mutants and all this other stuff and all this stuff, this drama and, and plots and B-plots and C-plots and people double-crossing each other. We didn't need all that. And you just needed – and I kept saying, like, I really wished – after I'd seen this, I was like, I really wish we could just get a nice, like, an intimate Wolverine story, like something a little more personal. And I think we got that for the most part with The Wolverine. Uh, which was a far better film. Oh, until leaps and bounds better. <laughs> right until you get to the last, like I think, I think the last four minutes of that movie are the weakest part of that. Oh movie, yeah, definitely. Where suddenly he's fighting this Transformer. <laughs> like that's just. I'm the like, why? Samurai. Why did we need that? We didn't need any of that. We could have just had this really cool story, which it is for a lot of it. It's a lot of it's based on that Frank Miller mini, mm-hmm. which is so good. 
And then suddenly we just have this dumb fucking battle with Wolverine versus a giant robot. And then they had the scene that they cut out, which I thought would have been great for the fans. Oh, with, with the, the, the blue the suit? case with the... Or the brown the suit? The brown and tan suit. Would, would always my great. favorite Wolverine look. That oh, yeah. Always, always my way better than the blue costume. and the yellow. The blue yes. and the yellow, I mean, you, you got a character that's supposed to be like animal-like, and he's bright yellow. <laughs> and blue. <laughs> yeah, and blue. What animal is naturally blue except for a blue jay? Well, like, I, I do know, too, that originally in the comic books... he. he the claws were supposed to be an extension, extension of, of his costume. Of his costume. Yeah. They weren't internal at uh-huh. all. And then that was a and change it, that they made later in the When he fought X-Men. the Hulk yeah. for the first time in Wendigo. Wendigo. Well, that was his first appearance. Yeah. So back then, Hulk that was when his costume, Hulk. it was supposed 181. to be. 181. 181. 181. His first appearance was in 180. It was the final panel. Yeah, it was the last panel. And then 181 was his first story where he gets knocked over the head by the Hulk. Knocked out. <laughs> Just I love that. Cock. I love that shit. Um... This, do, you, do you think that this next X-Men movie that's coming out, if it's going to be kind of the same way where it's just going to be tons of stuff getting thrown at you all at once? Because it looks like there's like a ton of characters in it. It looks like a mess. It looks a little bit like a mess. This is a movie where, especially after getting to reboot everything mm-hmm. with Days of Future Past. Which I actually, I really like I that I love movie. Days of Future Past. I know there, there's some issues with continuity and everything, but I think as a starting point, because it's happened in the past. Uh-huh. That it really held up. I yeah. I love the characters. I I thought it was great. It's a, it's how they rebooted this this franchise, and it was a really creative way to do it. I thought it was a great story. I, I, I like Michael Fassbender's. Oh, Magneto was so good. terrific. Um, I I was very interested in the fact that you know it was Wolverine basically being the Kitty Pride role from the because if you guys haven't read, and I know we've talked about this before in Days of Future Past, it's actually Kitty Pride who goes back through time into her younger body and is trying to convince the X-Men, like, hey, this is going yeah. on. Um, and it's all based around this assassination of Senator Kelly. And and so they end up changing that around to be, like, Bolivar Trask instead, um, which is fine. I think, you know, it's it's the point that they're trying to make. I think the point of the story is much more important than the specifics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a point in the movie where things get a little too big, where it's like, whoa, yeah. wait, wait, where wait. did Kitty Pride get the ability to phase people out of time? Well, it wasn't Kitty Pride that was um, that was Rachel Summers who had sent her. Oh, you mean in the movie? When did yeah. Kitty get that ability? Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Just, and it wasn't was exactly weird. explained, but it it didn't need to be. Yeah. Uh, I... I I kind of just went along for the ride. I was like, okay, I'm cool with this. Uh, but that is an excellent question. How did you – you know, maybe we can explain, like, well, her secondary mutation is this, this, or that. Yeah. Uh, I, what really upsets me, and it's really irrational why it upsets me, but in the movies, the fact that we never get to see Colossus and Kitty Pride get together, that it's Iceman and Kitty. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a weird take on it because – that was never a thing. Never a thing. I think Iceman and Rogue at one point yeah. got together, but that was the, Kitty I mean, has was. always been. She either hung out with Wolverine or Nightcrawler, but she but was always her, she was always yeah, romantically, involved, romantically with involved with Colossus. Uh, and so, no, I like Days of Future Past in the movies mm-hmm. as a reboot, and that's oh, yeah. kind of what. And I feel like you're following it up with Apocalypse. Bad, bad idea. Bad, and and now just seeing with the trailer, like it's Apocalypse and his four horsemen, Storm and Psylocke. An angel, and who's the fourth one? Magneto, Magneto is supposed I to be think. the fourth. That's why. That's what I take from the previews, anyway. Why? <laughs> and why? <laughs> you know what? I would love to see, and they haven't done this since X two. I would love to see Magneto with the heroes. 
Yeah. I want to see him be a hero again. Even at the end of Days of Future Past, they managed to make him an antagonist. Yeah. And the thing about Magneto is he isn't a black hat. He isn't just twirling a mustache. Yeah, he's, he's not a villain. He's not a villain. He's just coming from a more misguided place. But you have to compare his upbringing and his past to Charles Xavier's. Charles has always had like this, you know, this life of luxury yeah. and... and uh, he, he Magneto Eric has lived a hard fucking life, mm. and I feel like they don't do enough in the movies to have us sympathize more with that character. Well, I I went to uh, University of Texas at uh, Stan Lee was there as a guest speaker. Oh, cool! It was like a three hour thing. I mean, he talked, but he said that he very very loosely, but he wanted to base Magneto and Professor X, Professor X on Martin Luther King. Magneto, is, Magneto Malcolm is Malcolm X with the, their ideologies. And That's how they, really cool. And he said that that was the because they weren't really allowed to do anything political in comic books. But the mutants were kind of like the minorities. They were, they were a minority. They were getting pushed down. And there was Professor X who wanted to work with the you know the established the normal humans yeah. to create a better life. And there was Xavier or uh, Magneto who's like, no, no, we're better than them. Screw mm-hmm. this. Let's let's take what we want. If they won't respect us, we'll just make them. Yeah. And that's where the whole idea came from. And I thought the, that was really cool. That's the beauty of the X-Men comics in particular and why I kind of gravitated to those a little bit more because it felt like the the subject matter was a little bit more mature without being outright mature. Yeah. You know, and and, they, and maybe it's responsible, stuff. maybe it's responsible for my how I I lean more liberal politically <laughs> because I've spent my entire life, you know, sympathizing for these X-Men characters, these these persecuted characters. Uh and so I've become like this bleeding heart. Uh, but no, I, I completely see that. And I wish that they would give him a little bit more in the movies uh, to make him more sympathetic. Not I, just a I, villain. Uh, yeah, instead of just like, especially at the end of Days of Future Past where he's just like, okay, like, like the entire movie he's been like, no, we need to change things. I'm totally down with this. Let's do it. Like they have that moment on the plane where they yeah. come to Jesus with each other. And it's like, cool. Now they're on the same page. 40 minutes later, he's in the middle of the fucking ballpark, and he's like, no, now we're going to kill all the humans. We're killing the president. Well, the, well, the first uh, X-Men first class, they did a much better job of making him because, I mean, he was going after the Nazis that killed his mother. I mean, yeah. he was he wanted revenge on all those people, and Kevin Bacon, yeah. and, who played uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Shaw, the Hellfire and, I mean, Club. He was, he was hell-bent on getting revenge on them for what you know they made him do. What you know, what they did to his mother, yeah, and I thought it made him so much more of a likable character. You're like, this guy is not really evil. He's just he's had it tough and he's pissed. Yeah, exactly, he wants revenge. And they, like, who wouldn't? They don't. If somebody give that held a gun credence. to your mom's head and told you to move a metal object and you couldn't do it, and then they shot her. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're dead. Who wouldn't be pissed? You're, you're dead. <laughs> I will. I will dedicate my entire life to taking you down. The um, the thing about uh, de- uh, X-Men First Class, and I've said this before, that's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I like it less and less. Um, but not the early Magneto stuff, especially the part where he's in the bar in Cuba. Oh. Oh, my God. Was, was that Brazil? It's Brazil. Brazil. It's in Brazil. Uh, and he's in the bar. And, uh, I love that And that's scene. when he finds out that Shaw's in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that scene is so good. It's so tense. And he's like, you know, oh, I, I can't even I can't even begin to put it in words. It, I, it's one of those things, though, that I, I look forward to it when that movie's on. 
I'll watch up to that point. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. This is so good. This is so good. But then from that point, it just kind of goes downhill. Okay, I'm and, gonna... I, and I blame January Jones. <laughs> oh god, that was a horrible. Oh. <laughs> but I want to I want to add this because we are talking mainly about Wolverine. Yeah, I uh, I I've heard stories, rumors. I don't know if they're true or not. That there will be one more Wolverine movie, and it's going to be based on the Old, old Man, Man Logan, Logan. storyline. I, I have read that entire story. I know there's a new series out now since the Marvel did their have whole shake Do you know what it's about? But Yeah, I know what the new one is about, but I know what the old one is about because I read that. Yeah, yeah. I think I actually turned you on you to because you, you hadn't did. heard on. You're the reason. But if they can do that like the book, I mean, I know there's probably going to be some characters that are going to have to change because they're not going to have the rights to Hawkeye and Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's that's Disney stuff. Right. I mean, well, Disney owned part of Spider- whatever the hell's going on over there. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to change up some stuff, but... I love that story. That's it's one of the story. best stories written in probably the last twenty years. You I mean, you could change up, you could change up a lot of that story, but as long as you stick to the basic of it's Wolverine, something horrible's happened to him, and it's made him not want to be a violent person yeah, anymore. Doesn't want to pop his claws he, anymore. He just wants to take care of his family. And then you've got these people, and they don't even have to be the Hulk boys. They could yeah. be whatever. These people that are coming down on him, coming down on him, you know, and he's just taking it, taking it, taking it. And then he ends up doing something to try to help his family, and then he comes home, and he sees the one thing, that thing that has been keeping him grounded grounded, yeah. and, and has been holding on to his humanity for their sake, to see that ripped away in such a violent and horrible way, and to see how he reacts, as long as you get that and you stick to the spirit of the story in that respect, I think it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think it's a great story, and I like actually what they're doing now since they killed off Wolverine uh-huh. basically what last year yeah and now they've brought him back but it's the alternate reality it's, old version Wolverine oh God, or old it. man Logan it's I great it. I love it if I could have picked one Wolverine like it would have been old man Logan oh yeah he's like, great that's so good did you ever read the Exiles series where it was like they brought together a bunch of Wolverines from like different dimensions and different times and it ended up being oh, like yeah little young James Howlett and old man Logan had to team up and like take out all these psychotic yeah. Wolverines and bring balance back that to the was universe. That was great. It was so good. Uh, yeah, I really need to read the new old man Logan thing because the stuff Jeff's telling me about yeah, it is the, the, so good. Yeah, the new old man Logan, um, there's actually a scene. I can't remember who he's fighting. Oh, he's fighting the Hulk uh-huh. because he's actually got a list of people that Don't he wants, ruin wants it. to mark off. Don't spoil this. But Hulk goes, who are you? Wolverine's grandpa. <laughs> it's just a, that's, I just wanted to tell you that one bit because he does have this list of everybody in his alternate reality that did him wrong. Yeah, and he's going to go after him and oh, he's going to take so him out awesome. before. I mean, he's out on a mission. I'm going to kill these people before they actually do this stuff. That's so because I, I have a chance to start over. But he's starting to notice that things in the reality now aren't what actually happened in his reality. So he's starting to kind of second guess himself. Like, oh, well, maybe this doesn't actually happen in this reality. That's so, so great. It's, it's a great story. That's so great. Uh, okay. So getting back to this movie, cause we can, I think we could start wrapping this up. This okay. X-Men yeah. origins thing. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of get a little bit of the, the old man Logan in there. Yeah. Since we're, Oh we, no. We pretty much talked about every other movie. He was in, <laughs> so Let's talk about the one he's going to be in. Let's now let's talk about animated Wolverine. Uh, okay. So I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I, you know what? I didn't take any time to recast this movie movie uh i don't know if you did usually we recast stuff i don't know i didn't no. even think about that all right really, then but... let's not worry about it let's talk about what do you think x-men origins did right like as i said before i think the portrayal of Sabretooth, although the story was shit <laughs> i think that Lee schreiber did 
the best he could with that. And I thought it was a great. He that is actually my favorite character the whole movie. Yeah, I thought he was the best. I mean, he was perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked you know he he just looked like. I always pictured if Sabretooth were an actual person, I pictured that without all the long hair and the, the, you know, lion face, just (laughs) growling. Yeah, just, I mean, just with the beard. I mean, I thought he was perfect. I mean, of course, you know, Hugh Jackman, he's always going to be Wolverine. He will. He'll, I think it's going to be a sad day for me when he does finally like hang the claws up where it's like, okay, this is it. It's the last one. And it turns out that Ryan Reynolds was perfectly typecast for Deadpool. Yeah. But it just took another 10 years to get it right or however long it was. It's been eight years. Do you, uh, do you think that there's any chance that Fox or Ryan Reynolds uh, or fans could convince Hugh Jackman to stick around and do one more film where he's Wolverine with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool? I like think that the, would – I would love for that to happen yeah. because I think it would be great. But, I mean, well, I mean, hell, if the money's right, mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to turn down doing $30 million? I mean, hey, we'll give you $30 million to do one more movie. Yeah. I, I guarantee you he's going to say it's, yes. It's a character you've played before. Yeah, so it's, it's not no like stretch. it's a stretch for you. Uh, all right. Do you think we'll ever see Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing again? <laughs> uh, God, Jeff I Gaffon. hope not. God, I hope not. Let's let's not do that. But... <laughs> that movie was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take things off the rails. Like the that. only thing about that movie that was good was seeing Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Other than that, she makes things a lot better. And um, I think there was some new uh, vampires running around there too yeah, for a little bit. But yeah. Uh, what I thought that this movie did right, I liked the look of it. Um, I thought that it was shot really well. Like, I, th- I thought every, all the shots were composed quite beautifully. Um, yeah, yeah um, the cinematography in it, like especially like the scenes of him as a lumberjack yes. and the mountain scenes and on top of that, and even the, the battle scenes at the beginning there's were shot spectacularly. So, so good. And there's, there's even, you brought up the lumberjack scene. There's a scene where he's doing his bit, he's doing his work, and he's chomping on a cigar. Yeah. Like Logan from the comics, you know? Exactly. I was like, oh, dude, this is so good. It looks so great. Uh, I thought That's that before this, it took the turn. It took the turn <laughs> to horribleness. The cinematography's fucking gorgeous in this movie. Um... So now let's get to what did X-Men Origins Wolverine do wrong? I'm going to let you start. We got it like another hour, right? (laughs) (laughs) Story, story, story. All bad. So it all starts (laughs) after the opening credits finish. Now, um, I think some of the characters, they didn't give enough time to flesh them out at all. Like... uh, Dominic, uh, the guy from Lost. Monahan, yeah. Monahan. His character was in like two scenes, and we knew he could control electricity, but he could fly a plane too, so it wasn't just electricity. He could control electronics in general. Yeah. But we don't really know. I mean, he was in two scenes, and he got killed in the second one. I mean, it was just like <laughs> – and then um, Agent Zero was just an asshole, and they never explained why. He was just a prick. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his fate? I keep saying Will, Will I Am because I, I cannot – John Wraith. John Wraith. I mean – you're fighting a guy, Sabretooth, who knows every move that you do, but you continually do the same move, and, of course, he kills you right away. And you're acting like you're some kind of badass against him. Well, you know this guy just kills people. And all you can do is punch him. <laughs> Grab him, teleport him up, like, four yes. miles high, and drop, and drop his drop ass. Him. I mean, that's all you're able here's, to do on here's this Here's my question. Um, when he reemerges, when he teleports, and he, like, he materializes, why doesn't that chop off Sabretooth's hand? Yeah, I, I well, I know Sabretooth had a hold of his spine. He had a, he had a, and he 
and he kept but jerking what, it like he couldn't let him go. Okay, but, so but when he materializes, why doesn't that cut off his hand instead? Yeah, I mean, story again. We go back that, to the story. He's teleporting. He's the one that's taking up that space. Yeah. So <laughs> Sabretooth's hand should be fucking gone. Yeah, just yeah, floating like around said, inside it, John Wraith's the, belly. The story <laughs> on this is by far the worst. I mean, beautifully shot, like you said. A lot of the characters did a great job with what they had. Beautifully shot, the, except for when it came to the the digital effects. So many of the digital effects were they were so bad, dude. The yeah. catwalk, the, or the fire escape. Oh yeah, that I mean, was that is horrible. When he's when he's creating shish kebabs out of the fire escape. Inexcusable. Yeah. So and the thing is, I watched this movie. I ended up getting a, a cut of it early. I mm-hmm. I saw the pirated cut. Oh, with, the with the you know pre special and effects. it said insert special effects here. yeah I think I think you actually that. showed me that one uh huh and it had like some of the the rough animated stuff when when the the nuclear reactor fell yeah it had yeah. the rough animatics yeah of it was it. like digital and, set pieces and so I sat there going okay I got gotcha. you this is totally not going to be the final cut of the movie. There's, they're going to have something way better. I bet this is a cut of the movie from like a year ago. Yeah. And they've totally put better things in and they've got other – and there are other things that are going to like link the story together way better. And imagine just my heartache <laughs> and how crestfallen I was when I got in the theater and it was that movie. Like but it was with that special movie. special effects added. With the actual nuclear reactor falling apart. Like that was what was different. Yeah, there was a couple of scenes where Wolverine had his claws and you could see his hand moving, but the claws stayed in place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that until you just brought – When the, he's in the bathroom, the an, they animated the claws. Oh, like, and he's – Shooting yes. sparks off oh of him. Oh my god! What the fuck is that? And another thing too. And the jacket—they made the jacket so important to the core of this character that oh, the old god. man is like, "Here, it's my son's it jacket. It should fit you. It should fit you." And like people in the theater, I remember people in the theater like, "Ooh, it's his jacket." I'm like that's but there that was, isn't what makes his character, motherfuckers. There was a cool scene between him and the old man Hudson. Uh huh. That when he said. He was describing a motorcycle that he had. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bought one new off the line. And the guy looks at him like, yes. he's like, I think, you're, I think you're a little young for that kind of thing. And I, I like that it's little. a nice touch. Where he just referred to himself that, you know, hey, I, you know, 25 years ago, I bought one of these new off the line. And he only looks like he's in his 30s. You yeah. Know? It's like, well, you couldn't have done that. That's I thought so- that was a cool little. You know, nod to the fact that he's been alive for like 150 he's, years. He's so old. And they did the same thing in the first X-Men movie where Jean Grey's talking about his healing factor. And she's like, Professor, he could very well be older than you. Oh, yeah. I was like, and they didn't really go into it. They were just like, yeah. it was just a little throwaway line. But I appreciate the way they did that. Uh, did I say what I thought this movie did wrong? Special effects. <laughs> Special effects. Yeah. There we, yeah, there, there you go. I, I'm, I mean, the story's so bad that... The, I mean, it, it brought everything else down. The the writing is horrible in this movie. It was adapted poorly, uh, you know, and that's why I'm glad that Marvel got the rights to their characters. I wish to fuck they could strike a deal with Fox the same way they did for Spider Man. With I would Universal. like to see them do a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I mean that last one, dude. Did you see that? I, I <laughs> Jeff and I went and saw that movie. You went and saw it? <laughs> we saw it in the theater. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater. <laughs> uh, I I saw a copy. Yeah. And uh yeah. Um, it, it's so it's so bad. It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it made the other two Fantastic Four movies look like they were spectacular. <laughs> yes. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm a big stickler. If it's a comic book movie, I will go see it in the theater, but I heard so much bad stuff about it oh, that I mean, I, I saw Electra so and Catwoman in the theater for crying I out loud. I saw Electra in the theater. 
And Electra was not as bad as this Fantastic oh, Four. Oh no. Movie. This that Fantastic Four movie was by far the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, it was god awful. Uh-huh. And they were talking so, about So you doing... would say that Fantastic Four movie was worse than this. The oh, yeah, by just... far. Okay. By far. I mean, this one at least had some good that movie had nothing <laughs> there good was about nothing it. Good about it. Uh, I mean, hey, the, there's this thing we've been working on for 25 years. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> shouldn't you be working? It's finished. <laughs> uh, shouldn't you be making a bigger deal about that? Nope, it's but, finished. Well, I mean, just the f- I mean, a podcast for that movie would take literally five minutes. There's nothing good to say about it. <laughs> the only the only podcast <laughs> that was ever shorter than that podcast was the one for Tomorrowland. <laughs> Uh, which which visually was a, a cool movie, but <laughs> visually story, it was great. Story wise, it was. Meh. You know what else visually is great? Like Ford commercials <laughs> are visually great. <laughs> All right, uh, so no, we're not recasting this thing. If you've got any thoughts about X Men Origins Wolverine stuff that we've overlooked that you've been screaming at your podcast screen, go ahead and find us on Facebook. Put in the editing bay in the search bar. That's the the one with the bleeding eyes will pop up. That's us. It's where you could talk back to us and let us know what you think. And if you have any ideas for movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future, uh, you can go ahead and put your suggestions there as well. Fight Club. There's no way we're going to talk about Fight Club. Well, you know what? Well, you're not I, allowed to talk I about it. Because you're not supposed to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to first, talk about that's it. the first two rules. Uh, no, well, that's my you know what? We, favorite we have movie been, of all we've time. We've actually so. been tackling movies that we both really like lately. Uh, so Fight Club could be in the future. I know that every time we schedule doing fucking Small Soldiers, though... Joel ends up being sick <laughs> or having to leave fucking town. See, I, I feel like there's like Joel's like, I don't want to watch Small Soldiers. <laughs> How can I get out of watching Small Soldiers? Uh, so hopefully next week we'll talk about Small Soldiers. Uh, but yeah, if you've got any thoughts, you could talk back to us on Facebook. Uh, we've also got our website at www.editingbay.com where you could see pictures of us. And I don't think uh, it's been updated since the Eddie Awards. <laughs> so please, please update the front page, Joel. Um, but no, you can go there and you can get our, our archives of all of our past episodes. They're linked right there. Because if you get us on iTunes, they've only got our most current 100 episodes. And we have now eclipsed that. We have so many more. Uh, and if you want our full history, our full catalog of podcasts, just go to editingbay.com and follow the links and you can get them there. We've also got our Twitter account at the Editing Bay, and you can go ahead and follow us so you can get updates on what it is that we're going to be talking about. And every once in a while, we talk about something funny on Twitter. I don't know. We don't tweet as much as we should. We also own George's Goiter <laughs> at George's Goiter <laughs> that we still haven't done anything with, but that's one of our Twitter accounts. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, follow us on social media. <laughs> And if you get us on your Apple device, go to your podcasting app. Go to your podcasting app and uh, type in Next Wave Radio in the search bar. That's going to bring up all of our shows. Tap on the editing bay and leave us a rating, a four-star, five-star rating. And a review would be fantastic. That helps us out. We're trying to get these live shows going. And I've actually got a venue now that I'm talking with uh, again. Sweet. And uh, so hopefully we'll get something like that going soon. Uh, but we can do it with your help. If you leave us some reviews and some ratings, that would be great. And then when you're done with that, check out the rest of the shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. We've got MVP, the most valuable podcast, with Matthew and Danny talking about sports, sports entertainment. The WWE has just added a pay-per-view to their schedule before WrestleMania. <laughs> it's called Roadblock. <laughs> WWE Roadblock. Who played Roadblock in a movie? The Rock. 
who's rumored to show up at WrestleMania? The Rock. How much you want to bet that The Rock is going to show up at this pod, at this pay-per-view and mess up a match or something? That's my prediction. Check out what MVP has to say about it every Monday here on the Next Wave Radio Network and on iTunes. And we've also got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam, uh, who now I'm starting to think I really wish we'd had Sam on for this episode to talk about this movie. What are you guys talking about this week? Uh, contrary to rumors, uh, Green Lantern will not be in the first Justice League movie. Is the first Justice League movie actually going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the article that was posted just recently, the past couple of days, where uh, Zack Snyder was talking about Watchmen, and he said it's a movie he had to make to save it from the Terry Gilliams of this world? He talked shit about Terry Gilliam, <laughs> who's a far better director than Zack Snyder. Did you see that story? No, I did not. You should look that up. Well, definitely. Uh, Speaking of Green Lantern, and just real quick, I think Ryan Reynolds would have made a great Flash. Ryan Reynolds would have been a better Flash than he was Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, by far. Uh, he was definitely not the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. No, not, not in the least. Because yeah. um, Flash always had kind of that little comedic side to him, uh-huh. just a little bit. Hal Jordan was always a little bit more dark. Oh, yeah, he was too serious all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. A little, I just wanted a, to throw that in a there. Little, a little extra for you at the end of the <laughs> editing bay. Guys, we're going to be hopefully talking about Small Soldiers next week. Joel will be back. Uh, until then, stay classy, keep it sexy, and... Uh, I don't know. Uh, brush after you. <laughs> <laughs> brush after you. Please cut that out. <laughs> All right, we're the editing bay. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.